It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A little holiday edition of Nighttime at Noon. President's Day, the Golden Knights coming off a busy stretch in their schedule, and uh, they'll finally get a little bit of practice time this week. The schedule this month has been pretty light for them, but uh, they'll make up for that more than make up for it in February, no, March and April. Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless with you today on this Monday. Great to have you with us on Fox Sports Las Vegas and also on all of our social media channels as well, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Lawman, um, what what's shaking? What's rolling around in your coconut today after seeing the Golden Knights here over the last few games? Well, they were a little better last night. Yeah. I, I guess Jack Eichel is the biggest story, and it's been three games now. Picks up uh, an assist in game two, and then last night a goal and an assist, and that's uh, he's now a point-of-game player. Look at that. <laughs> he only scored two goals last year. Think yeah. about that. He only played in 21 games. but uh, And didn't have any. His last 13 with Buffalo. Yeah. It was, it was, he kind of went through a dry spell. Yeah. Then he well, he was injured. So yeah. uh, um, it struck me yesterday that he probably just woke up, you know, in San Jose, and was like, wow, I get to play hockey again today. Yeah. He's played three games now in a row, and it, like that's got to be – uh, so much fun for him after uh, what he's been through. And, I, you know, I just think, you know, he got a little, you know, game one he was fine, game two he was better, game three he was even better. Uh, it, little things you start to notice, his shift length, uh, he's, you know, not getting off the ice. He's not deferring to other people there as much as he was at the very start. He's the, uh, this, this, the Golden Knights aren't a great passing team. He's a really good passer. He's you know easily the best passer uh, on this team, uh, both forehand and backhand. He really passes the puck well with the backhand. And um, there was one one they had the puck in the San. He got the puck in the San Jose zone, and he kind of wheeled around. He held the puck for twelve seconds. That's a long time in the National Hockey League to to have the puck and not on a power play. It was five on right. five right before and, he scored. Right? Yeah, and yeah. not have someone come and uh, yeah. and take it away from you. So, uh, um, I just think that you know, Kelly McCrimmon uh, and Ryan McGill. I both heard them say you know five to ten games, and uh, Kelly said to me ten games. He thinks it'll be before. Jack is back to where uh, where he's going to be, and then the other thing I, that I'm really excited to see is he's still young. Like he's going to grow as a player. He's going to get even better. We don't really know what the ceiling is for Jack Eichel uh, because his development, and that's what it is, development when you're that young, has been delayed a little bit. So uh, that'll be fun to see. We were talking with Ryan McGill yesterday morning and before the game, and he said it's one thing to have a horse and just have the horse run around the track. It's a whole different thing to put the the horse in the gate with other horses snorting away, and then yeah. there's contact on the track. And you know, we kind of you know his it was his version of you can practice with your teammates, take some contact and practice. Once you get out there for real, yeah, it's something altogether different. But it was great to see him get some results last night, and I think for him too, you know, he, as elite a player as he is, and as as good as we know he can be, which is among the best in the world. You know, he. I think he probably he said it was a relief. He told our Ashley Vice when he scored. He's somebody that's when he's going, yeah. he's right up there among yeah. the best at what he does. But and it was kind to of a mentally muff. get over that. It yeah. wasn't. It, you know, it didn't get all of it. Didn't get all of it. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, I think we'll we'll be we're going to see some pretty great moments from Jack. And there's kind of like a little bit of a full circle here. His first game was against the Colorado Avalanche. And a little note for our listeners because Dan Duva did some digging on this. 
Nathan McKinnon said something to him uh, before the first face-off the other night, and uh, they were, they've worked out together in the past. They've, you know, part of that crew that uh, Crosby puts together and goes to Colorado in the summer, and uh, Jack's been there a couple times. Uh, Nate just said to him, "Good to have you back." It wasn't like yeah. a big, uh, so it wasn't a soliloquy. It wouldn't have been if like you and I hadn't seen each other. No, in a year. what have you been up to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's it working out for you? <laughs> just great. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Well, for the Golden Knights, uh, a, a much needed win. I think yesterday in San Jose, it was a game. If you looked at it um, on paper, a game you expected the Golden Knights to yeah. win. Um, not only just by how it's gone this year for San Jose, but just by the way that the all-time series has gone in the regular year between these teams. It's, it had a different feel to what I thought yesterday, Gary, just, you know, far from a capacity crowd. Yeah. Sharks are having a bad year. They've lost now 10 of 12, including six in a row. But, hey, look, all that being said, the Golden Knights were not thrilled with their last game before that against the Kings. They managed to get a point out of it. They wanted to see more hunger in their game, more urgency in their game, and it appeared they were able to get that. Just two things on the Sharks before we talk about the Knights for uh, for a second. You wonder if Doug Wilson could go back in time. Would he have, you know, he signed Evander Kane to that seven-year by $7 million contract, ostensibly closing the door on Joe Pavelski as a San Jose Shark when he made that deal. Would he, uh, you know, obviously, he wishes he hadn't made that, uh, made that signing. And then firing Pete DeBoer. Um, you know, it's uh, Bob Bugner's a, a good coach, but th- they haven't had any any success under him. Uh, and uh, if they miss the playoffs this year, which they probably will, I think it's the first time that they'll have missed it three years in a row. It is, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, um, that's not a good mark. And you know, Doug's uh, battling uh, some health issues right now. I don't mean to. I have all the respect for him in the world and uh, uh, have a, a friendly relationship with him. I'm not. Uh, I'm not poking him. It's uh, nobody bats a thousand. Those are two that uh, he's, you know, a Hall of Famer GM. Those are two he'd like to have back. Well, the money, we had a a graphic on TV yesterday, Gary, that they have wrapped up in Eric Carlson, Mark Edward Vlasic, um, uh, Brent Burns, Burns, and Logan Couture. Yeah. I want to say off the cuff, $34 committed to those four guys. Um, Carlson's hurt again. He's enough, another five years left on his deal, and it's, you know, it's always going to have to buy him out. Yeah, which will just, you know, so five years is ten, right on the buyout. Yeah. It's twice the term. Um, some of the, you know, the old, some of the moves you make are the best ones. Are some ones you don't make. Some of the moves you don't make are, are the some are the best moves. Yes, there was a strong push. Yeah, we talk, certain, we, we talk for a living, eh? for, for Eric. Car- yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I do. <laughs> String a sentence together. There was a strong push to get Eric Carlson in in a different organization a few years ago. And, you know, you you wonder now if that had worked out and how it would have changed the course of things, right? Well, you go back to that. We were in L.A. on the deadline, and uh, we were waiting to speak to Gerard Gallant. And uh, it got – they said Gerard will be right out. So we're – and, you know, we're all watching Twitter and TSN on our phones and – we're like, okay, they didn't do anything. And then, they, they, as they do every year, they go, okay, there's about 10 deals or 20 deals that are backed up. Central Registry has to clear every deal, and there's some backed up. So then a little while later, you know, Turk comes out, and by that time we'd checked our phones, and they had acquired Thomas Tatar from the Detroit Red Wings. And Turk talked about that and all that good stuff. We learnt, later learned that, you know, that the Golden Knights were in on Carlson right to the last second, but Kelly McCrimmon had said to Ken Holland, what do you want 
for Tatar. And they came to terms. And then Kelly said, okay, some of those pieces I have in another deal right now. If that deal falls apart, I'll circle back. And so, like, with, like, literally, like, you know, under a minute, like, finally things go to an end with Ottawa. And Kelly and Pierre Dorian agree that they're not going to make a trade. Kelly hangs up, phones Holland, and says, uh, I've got those pieces. Do you still have Tatar? Yes. You got a deal? We got a deal. Done. Just like that. Yeah. And uh, so it's easy to say that that's the best thing that ever happened to him, but this is how I've always looked at that. Would Eric Carlson have put the Golden Knights over the top? Would he have, you know, they made the Stanley Cup final, yeah. uh, you know, lost in five games to the Washington Capitals. Would Carlson have been enough to get them, would they have won the Stanley Cup? And you yeah. can have that debate, uh, we'll never know. Um, that would have made it all worthwhile. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep, no uh, question. But then the the and then maybe they wouldn't have signed him to the extension. What did he sign? What was his deal? Uh, ninety two million, eight yeah. years, ninety two million, eleven yeah. and a half a year. Yeah, so, maybe they, maybe they wouldn't have done that. Yeah, well, and you look at it now. So they they probably would not have traded for Mark Stone. They wouldn't have probably signed Petrangelo. Yeah. You wouldn't have had the money to do all that. No, right? no, for so, sure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how it works out sometimes, but. Yeah, so that you know that rivalry has lost a little bit of its luster just by the virtue of of San Jose being down here for the last few years. Vegas has beat them ten in a row. Ten in a row, and I can't believe seventeen one and three all time yeah. in the in the head to head matchup. I didn't realize this till after the game. I was reading something this morning. Vegas has not lost in that building since we know what happened. But they haven't lost since that night, right? So they they've been able to dominate, be it in Vegas or. Uh, or in San Jose. You called your band Double Minor. Yes. Why didn't you call it? Well, the first show I was with the band, I said, by the way, not a major. <laughs> that's, the, what you, the, uh, that's what it should have been To called. the small gathering. I said, maybe, probably not even a penalty. And I think people were looking at me like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so, well, if you're a Golden Knights fan. I know what you were talking about. If you're about. a Golden Knights fan, you know what we're talking about. Uh, we have some interesting notes we're going to get to a little later in the show about Pete DeBoer. Speaking of San Jose and the Golden Knights and – Pete's on the threshold of a, of a milestone in terms of, of coaching victories. He had a, a funny exchange with the media uh, a little bit earlier today, uh, so we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. So we talked about Jack Eichel last night, Gary. Uh, that was certainly one of the big highlights for the Golden Knights, a, a goal and an assist for Jack uh, in the win over the Sharks. How about Logan Thompson, right, a guy that, um, you know, plays in Brandon, goes and plays university hockey at uh, in St. Catharines, Ontario. And we, talk about the road less travel to get to his first win. So we should explain that, first of all, because, you know, when we say, oh, he went and played university hockey in Canada, people well, all kinds of guys play university hockey in the United States. It's right. way different. There is not uh, – there aren't scholarships, per se, for uh, for for Canadian hockey players to play at Canadian universities. So um, – the, the U.S. route is way more attractive, so all the good players go there. What? But but the level of play, it's called the CIS, is actually quite high because if you play major junior hockey in, in Canada, if you played for the Brandon Wheat Kings, you have scholarships from the team. The team puts in, for every year you play in major junior, they cover your uh, they cover your, your tuition for for one year going forward until you until you sign a pro contract once you sign a pro deal that deal uh, goes to the wayside so it's they're older guys uh guys that haven't made pro guys but there's it's still good hockey like that's a, a, a high level um 
Marty Williamson, who's the coach at Brock, worked really hard to get Logan there. And then once he got there, quickly realized he wasn't going to be there for very long. Logan's talented. Uh, he's um, His competitive streak is his best quality. And we saw that last night in the third period. Uh, San Jose started to get uh, uh, to get to the blue ice. And, you know, he had to battle to follow the puck, to keep it out, to, 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 to stay, uh, to protect his area. And he did a great job of that last night. Not many players, though, Gary, fair to say, play, like he played parts of four years in Brandon. Yeah. And then go play. University. No. Yeah, I, I think a Derek Ryan who did it right. Once Steve Ruchin played Ruchin. Uh, at the University of Western Ontario, but yeah, yeah you're, it's a it's uh, the, the the numbers are low. So three years ago, he's playing in at Brock University in St. Catharines, and last night picks up his first win in the NHL. Of course, there's a lot you know a lot of steps between there. Yeah, um, almost a full season. Did play a full season in South Carolina in the East Coast League, and then we know what he's done uh, in Henderson and especially. Uh, last year with the best goalie in the in the uh, in the AHL, so just great. Uh, it was hoping last night. I was hoping he'd get the shutout. Yeah, but didn't happen. But more importantly, uh, the team was able to break through and end that three-game losing streak. So, uh, well, he was important uh, yeah. for me. He was the first star. Yeah, uh, him and Eichel, you know, one uh, A and one B last night. Um, if he doesn't, you know, he makes four point blankers in the first period. That if they go by. You know, who knows what, what happens to San Jose. Like One of the things that happens to a team like San Jose, when they get down, they're, they're, they're used to losing, and, uh, and they, they lose the fight. And uh, uh, Thompson made sure that that didn't happen last night. He didn't let San Jose get excited. Yeah, Nieto, Hurdle, Gregor, and Couture. Yeah. All with clean break-ins. And then Meyer had – so those are all, like, breakaways. Yeah. Meyer had a couple of chances from in tight and hurdle. Like, th- there were uh, a bunch of great A's in that first period that he, he turned them all aside. Nighttime at noon from our studios at City National Arena. Dave Gosher alongside Gary Lawless. A reminder for you that be the first to experience a whole new era of Big West basketball. Gather your friends and pack – Uh, The brand-new Dollar Loan Center in Henderson for the 2022 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands. 20 men's and women's teams will take the court March 8th through the 12th, fighting to take the Big West to the next level. Order your tickets now. You can go to dollarloancenter.com slash tickets or call 702-645-4200. Five nine. A lot still to come here on nighttime at noon. We mentioned uh, Pete DeBoer on the threshold of a coaching milestone. We'll get to that. We'll also have an update uh, for tonight's practice, a bit of an optional practice here earlier today. So we'll get into that and take a look ahead as well. The Golden Knights with uh, a little breather in their schedule, but it's the last breather they're really going to get for the rest of the regular season. More after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. As we roll along here on a Monday from our studios at City National Arena, Dave Gosher alongside Gary Lawless. A reminder for you, the Dollar Load Center in Henderson is opening real, real soon, less than a month away, and the arena has a brand-new website, of course, thedollarloancenter.com for upcoming events, seating charts, arena policies, and lots more, including your chance to purchase tickets for the first events in the building. 
Be there as history is made for the Big West Basketball Championships, the first Vegas Nighthawks game, and the first Henderson Silver Knights game in that building all coming up in the next few weeks. Visit thedollarloancenter.com to learn more. Well, you're a man of music. I am. And, and whoever wrote that uh, that promo for the next Golden Knights game, excellent work. Yeah. Featuring uh, Glenn Campbell uh, by the time I get to Phoenix. Yeah. What's your favorite Glenn Campbell song? That would be up there. Rhinestone Cowboy. Is is that him? Or is that yeah, Chris? No, no, Christie? that's yeah, him. Like 1975. Cowboy. Yep, 75. Yep. What's yep. the other one about? Wichita Lineman. Wichita Lineman. Pretty good. That's, I, I think that's that his one. first big hit. Yes. Came out in 68. Yeah. I'm not a big, uh, I love his music. I'm not yeah. a connoisseur of it, but I love uh, those two, Wichita Lineman and Rhinestone Cowboy. Right up there. All right. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. It is good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, Logan Thompson is going to join us here at the bottom LT. of the hour. Yeah, so we'll talk with uh, the most recent, became the seventh different. Golden Knights goaltender to pick up a win last night. So we've got LB, Lorraine Brassois, <laughs> and we've got LT, Logan Thompson. So you put them together and you get BLT. BLT, yeah. Yes. Yep. So that's the, that's what I've been calling the uh, goaltending combination, I like that. BLT. I wouldn't not a big BLT guy because I'm not a big bacon guy. I know everyone will find that hard. Yeah. It's the truth. <laughs> no, I believe, I, yeah, I'm not a big, I don't know if I've, I'm not a big BLT guy either. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I just, I, I kind of go in a, uh, in a different direction. Hey, um, so they had practice today. The Golden Knights just, uh, we're looking out. There's still some trickles of a couple of players out there. There's pucks at the ice still. Still yep. pucks, some yep. cones, a couple of people yep. um, from our vantage point here. Uh, one Zach player. Whitecloud, uh, well, Zach Whitecloud. Zach yeah, Whitecloud, yeah. Didn't No, which was, um, Pete DeBoer had an interesting comment on him this morning. He said, you know, a lot of the attention, rightly so, goes to Mark Stone is out injured. Max Pacioretty was out. William Carlson was out. Among others, quite obviously, Jack Eichel just made his Golden Knights debut. He said, but we miss guys like Zach Whitecloud and Alec Martinez as much, if not more so, than we miss these other guys because of their ability to defend and play hard minutes for this team. And, you know, Whitecloud is the second time he's missed significant time this year, and we know the story with Martinez hasn't played in, in three months. Well, a couple of things. I did a little bit on Braden McNabb last night on uh, – on the TV show, and part of my prep for that was to talk to Shane Knight. He, Shane has a really good eye for, you know, he played defense in the National Hockey League for a long time and really knows uh, the position well. And it, it's it's really fun to hear Shane talk after a game about the way a guy played uh, for, for, for one of the other teams. And uh, I was asking him about McNabb and then kind of, Took it one step farther because the Norris Trophy has kind of become like a scoring race. Yeah, you know which defenseman finishes with the most points, he he wins the Norris uh, more often than not, and it really ignores the defensive defenseman out there like uh, Jacob Slavin uh, with uh, with Carolina. You know the guy's been very good. Alec Martinez last year was as good as anybody in that role, and McNabb has been for Vegas this year tremendous. Um, you know, always near the top of the league in shots blocked and hits uh, and uh, plays against the very best players on the opposition. And now with Martinez gone uh, and White Cloud gone, because you would kind of go, you know, Petrangelo, McNabb, Martinez, and White Cloud all together in, in some form of group to defend against the opposition's best. Two of those guys are out. Yeah. That, that hurts. Yeah. Significant. And, you know, I wondered, Gary, and we kind of touched on it, as you said on Lawless and Order last night, there was a time earlier this year where, you know, look, Braden McNabb has never been the most fleet of foot, you know, nope. but he's he battles, 
Um, you know, and he, I think he welcomes the tough assignments. Not obviously not afraid to block shots. Leads the league in block shots. But I, you know, I wondered at times in a league that's gotten faster and faster and faster, could was he going to be able to to you know still be effective? Yeah. Well, he has been. You know, he's been uh, to the point where people a lot smarter than us said, "Hey, would like to have you here for another three years." Well, um, I think that the coaching staff, in particular Ryan McGill. Like, it would be hard to put a value on what Braden McNabb does for you. Yeah. The other thing, too, is is that, you know, he's he's tough. And he will play the hard the, the hard game. He's not a chirper. He doesn't waste any energy on that. But you do something to one of his teammates, he takes your number and he looks for you and, and exacts revenge. That is so important. Yeah. And, you know, again, Shane would be way better to talk about that. But you're on that bench and something happens to one of your teammates and Big Three, you know, throws his legs over the boards and goes and does something about it. Uh, it sends a message to the opposition. You know, if you if if you want to be cheap, you, you'll that, that's fine. We're, we're going to exact uh, revenge. We're going to we're going to make you pay for that. There's going to be a cost associated with with that type of thing like you can say all you want that you don't like fighting and hockey's a violent game and it is uh when you go right to the very base of it it's there is intimidation involved you want that piece of ice i want that piece of ice you want that puck i want that puck and uh and mcnab is is an intense leader in that regard there's intimidation now in different ways right nobody really fights much anymore it just it's it's not a part of the game yeah um, but his ability, and we, how many times have we seen it over the last now five years? If you're a guy coming down that right, right side, side, his yeah. left side, head down, look out. Yeah. And that is that is a different way to be intimidating as a team. And, and, and does it cleanly, but does yeah. it, uh, it's heavy. Yeah. And he, you know, he's 6'4", whatever, 220, like, uh, you know, solid as they come. But, yeah, he's been, he's been terrific for them. And, and and it probably had to be even more so when you pull White Cloud and Martinez out of the lineup. It's been one of those years, Gary, and I don't know, so what they still have, uh, what did I jot down? They still have five regulars out, right, yeah. with Stone, Patrick, White Cloud, Martinez, and Robin Leonard. Um, it, it might be one of those seasons. Who knows? It, it, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get everybody healthy. They haven't had everyone healthy since the first game of the year. Um, it seemed like they were heading in a good direction. Now Mark Stone's out. We're not sure when he's going to be able to play again. Martinez, we haven't seen. Uh, you know, I, I think you try to take the positives with Martinez that he practices pretty much every day. Yeah. What, what we've seen, but um, you know, unable to return to uh, to play. I, and I tell you, I just felt I felt terrible for Nolan Patrick the other yeah. night. With just you know, we know his history, and to uh, to go down the way he did, uh, you just have to cross everything you can cross that this isn't going to be another prolonged absence for him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just back to McNabb. If the Golden Knights, if they hang around and, like, you know, right now as the team is playing, uh, you know, I'm not sure how far they go the way they're going right now. Um, Now, they're going to get some of these pieces back for sure. So I I do expect them to to round a corner and to elevate their game and to be a dangerous team come, uh, come playoff time. But I think if that happens, I think you will look back to what McNabb has done. What, has he missed one game? One game this year? Uh, yes. He's Cole. played in 51. Uh, no, he's played in all of them. He's played in all of them. Okay. He's, he's the only one. Yeah. Colasar has been the, him and Colasar. Yes. Colasar was sat out. Yeah. He's played every game. So, uh, the, 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 like, 
there's a case to be made that he's their MVP. Right up there. You know, yep. he's right in the mix. Him and Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. Those are, those those are the guys that you would consider. Yeah, for sure. There every night, reliable, yeah. uh, no nights off, and consistently has been good. And, and you know, to your point, Gary, we, we kind of are open on TV last night because, again, in talking with Ryan McGill yesterday morning about them trying to find urgency in their game, he said, here's how you find urgency. Open up your phone and look at the standings. Yeah. That's where your urgency comes from. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the Golden Knights going to yesterday's games, they were two back. They were four back of Calgary, and now they're two back. The Flames have ripped off nine in a row. Um, so they've got a two-point lead on Vegas with three games in hand, by the way. Yeah. That was a, a, there was an 11-point swing between Calgary and Vegas in a 12-day period before last night. Going into yesterday, the Golden Knights were three points out of ninth in the West. Now they've got a little bit more of a cushion with, with a five-point edge on, um, on ninth place. Anaheim, same amount of games played. But uh, that being said, you know, they are right in the thick of it. You know, I think there was a stretch earlier this year where despite all the injuries, you figured out to a degree it's a foregone conclusion they're going to be in the playoffs. I I still think they're going to be a playoff team. I do too. But they are – they're in a battle for positioning, be it number one in the Pacific or somewhere in the top three, but also to make sure they stay somewhere in that top eight. Yeah, 100%. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think that finishing second or third in the Pacific is uh, a terrible thing. You know, I think that uh, um, I, I don't. I wouldn't want to play someone from the – I wouldn't want to grab Minnesota in the first round. No. You know, get that, whoever is going to be that wild card spot uh, from, from the Central, I think it's going to be – uh, I think Nashville be, as of now. Yeah. Right. That are the first. Yeah, Nashville's kind of faded just a, just a touch of late. Yeah. So that's. Uh, well, yeah. right now, you know, the old right now it will be Vegas Edmonton. I mean, obviously, there's 31 games yeah. to go. And I'm just playing yeah. it, playing the game. Um, that would be the two three, uh, but that could change by tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are. You know, there was. Uh, they're in a spot now, and and Pete DeBoer touched on this a few weeks ago. He said, "I know we're in first, but I'm not quite sure because of all the games in hand." Teams yeah, have. the points percentage. Points had percentage. Them, uh, Calgary's gone right by them. Yeah, yeah they were still in first at that time, but yeah. that, but Colorado or Calgary had all those uh, had all those games in hand, and they have reeled them off. It is nighttime at noon with Dave Gosher and Gary Lawless, Logan Thompson heading over to the studio. We will step aside and catch up with the. Most recent Vegas goaltender to pick up a win, his first in the NHL, came last night. And we will chat with Logan Thompson after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great to have you with us here on Nighttime at Noon. A reminder for your Golden Knights fans, if you need even more hockey, make sure to check out one of the newest teams in town still, the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. Single game, group, and mini suite tickets for home games throughout this 21-22 season. Still on sale. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team. 702-645-4259. You can also visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more. Dave Gosher, Gary Lawless, and we are joined by... Someone who's done a lot of damage for the Henderson Silver Knights over the years. Logan Thompson joining us, of course, the uh, reigning goalie of the year in the AHL. But a huge moment for him last night, picking up his first win 
in the NHL. Logan, congratulations. Give me a ballpark number on the amount of text you got on your phone after the game last night. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I can, can tell you. I, it's a lot of people reaching out. Um, Over 100? Yeah, I'd say around 100. Around 100? We'll go around 100. Right. Um, yeah, people from back home, old coaches, teachers, you know, friends. It, it was uh, you know, really good to see, and you know, I was really thankful for the opportunity. What one stands out, one of those texts that sort of stands out that was pretty meaningful? Uh, no, I, no, I think they all they all yeah. mean the same. I mean, they're all you know really special just for them. They, those people don't have to text me and have to reach out, and they they did, so it means a lot. Your um, your 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 story, I think, is fascinating to get to this point last night. But um, you know, Brandon, and then you go to Brock University. Um, was there a time you? I guess everyone has their doubts. Did you ever think yeah, this might? You know, the NHL dream might not happen, or did you try to stay stay focused on on kind of the, the light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, no, definitely. I think uh, you know, after my overage year in, in Brandon, uh, when I got no interest, I thought, okay, my uh, my career is over um, for NHL wise, and I decided to go to you know a, a new province in Ontario with Brock and just try something new and just have some fun and. Wasn't even thinking about pro hockey, just just having some fun being a university student, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my mindset uh, once once junior ended. It's funny, Marty Williamson is has been, he was your coach there. For those that don't know, he said as soon as he saw you after a couple of games, he's like, he's gonna be here for one year, and he's gonna be he's gonna there's gonna be pro hockey in his future. He knew it. Did he know it before you? <laughs> he might have. He uh, he had my back a lot there. I, yeah. I really loved uh, playing for Marty, and you know he had a lot of. Uh, he was bringing a lot of scouts to come watch me play, which I was really thankful for. And, and we had a really strong team there that year, so we, we got some attention. And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for you know, Brock University and Marty for sure. Tell me about playing for the South Carolina Stingrays. What was that year like for you in Charleston, South Carolina? Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, um, no kidding. It's, uh, it's, it's a really <laughs> it's a fun great spot. spot yeah. I know. Yeah. No, they uh, – again, I mean, I can't say anything bad about any of the places I've played, but, no, I loved it there. The fans were, you know, diehard and – um, like I said, you're by the beach, and it's an awesome, awesome spot. So I really couldn't complain. And I think if you're playing in the East Coast, that's definitely one of the uh, the best spots to be. I was going to say it'd be like the 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 Vegas of the East Coast hockey league <laughs> in terms of, you know, not Vegas, but it's a little quieter. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. still, but still, great nightlife, great places to eat by the beach. Yeah, uh, no, tons of restaurants. A lot of tourism, great vibe there. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I, I might just go back just uh, like a little vacation. It's a great spot. I love it there. I spent two years, my first two years broadcasting in scenic Wheeling, West Virginia in the East Coast League. <laughs> I got you, Pete. I heard that's a good spot. Yeah. I was in Thunder Bay, in the, I was in Thunder Bay in the Colonial League. Also a great spot. <laughs> I love Thunder Bay. Yeah. Colonial oh, League was uh, one step above the Federal League, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, so who – first off, there's not a lot of – lefty goalies you know there's a fair amount but you know i mean it's so you grew up watching who who did you look at and say i'd love to model my game after him uh you know growing up from calgary i was a big kippersoff fan yeah. um, kind of seeing what he did with with the calgary team and just being that backbone and you know he stole a lot of games for him and even like his his whole you know mental game you know every time he got scored on you could never tell if that guy was mad or you know upset he he was so calm in the net and i really like to uh kind of and, and like him as I kind of continue my career. He's someone that I, I really looked up to and uh, admired his game a lot. We forget how good he was because yeah. uh, those t- his teams weren't very good. They had one, maybe one good run. Uh, 04, I think. Yeah, they went carried that deep. team yeah. to the final. Yeah, but right? for the most part, he kind of struggled in, uh, uh, in in the shadows there. Um, Thomas Hurdle say something to you last night? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't you know don't think so? <laughs> no, I thought I thought that after he made a save on him at one point in time, he uh, had a, he turned around and he uh, he looked at you anyways. And oh. from where from where we are in San Jose, it's hard to tell if anyone's. So there's no chirping of you last night. Uh, I, I tunnel vision. I don't know. No I, don't, I would look at those guys. They no, just, just yeah. And who on the ice was was helping you and, and kind of encouraging you last night? Uh, I mean, I think the whole team. These, these guys have been really good, and uh, you know they're great. Um, you know, I really, really love playing here for these guys, and, and the whole decor and forward group. They, they told me before the game they were gonna play hard, and, and they did, and it was awesome. And I'm really just thankful to be you, here. You come off the ice in San Jose, and it's that uh, you come off at the corner. When does Mike Rosati uh, kind of? When do you run into him? Uh, he came to me in the dressing room. In the dressing room. In the dressing How dressing room. excited was he? He was really happy for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I've known Rosie now for since my first year at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it's been awesome, and, and he's been here since you know the start of me. So I, it's it's awesome. Logan Thompson joining us on nighttime at noon, fresh off his first win in the NHL last night, a victory four to one over the San Jose Sharks. So you get into the third period. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, boy, this story is going to be unbelievable, even better if he pitches a shutout. Were you thinking that at all? Or take me through kind of the goal they scored on you, which kind of was a fluky, bit of a strange play before it, right? No, I don't think I was thinking about a shutout. I was just trying. I was just don't blow it, you know. Like, <laughs> you're up 3 nothing or 2 nothing. Don't, don't do it now, right? Those yeah. games can happen. So I just, just wanted to get the win. And, yeah, it was unfortunate goal I, I think uh you know I, we all kind of thought it'd be a penalty and then you know he made a nice pass and it happens so tell me about the relationship so you know the goaltenders they kind of have their own little unique union if that's lack of a better phrase but yourself along with lb robin leonard and what's that like to kind of be among the other two here and, and trying to you know and also try to improve your own career and work your way up the ladder yeah i mean they're they're two really experienced guys you know they've been in the league for know tons of years and um you know they're they're both very calm on how they play especially lb he's very poised in his game so they're i'm just trying to same with when flower was here just steal things from each guy's game and throw it into my like my own and, and hopefully that can make me better and hopefully i can find ways to help this team do you pick have you what have you taken can you pick something from each guy you took this from flurry this from leonard this from brossois uh, mixture well, yeah i mean with flower it's just his compete level right the guy yeah. never the guy never quits so i, I even watching him in practice right he was just having fun and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to do this year just have some fun and always compete and with lenny and lb they're just so positional and they trust their bodies they're both big guys so that's something that i've been you know trying to do as well be a little more calm and not so sporadic in the net what uh you know you, you i saw brassois was the last guy that kind of Got to you in the handshake line last night. What's the conversation between you two guys at that moment? Uh, he was just really happy for me. Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, said congrats and and uh, I don't even know what he said. He said kids the goal. Uh, kids, I don't even know what he said. He was just happy <laughs> for me and, and uh, I kind of zoned out. Yeah, uh, I was just just happy. Excellent. And who did you reach out to last night after the game? You call your mom and dad. Call my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I texted him. He, yeah. It was late, so uh, he went to bed. So I'll uh, call him this morning. And you talk, have you talked to him? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. Nope. Skating. Yeah. yeah. He, you were skating or he was skating? I you, was skating. You were busy. Yeah, yeah, evidently, you were on the ice before. Um, what's it been like for you here, Logan, just to try to – like last year you had a great year in, in Henderson, win goalie of the year. Um, it, where's your mindset now? Like everyone that's been through the AHL, your goal is to take that next big step. How do you approach that on a day-to-day basis right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously I want to stay up here and, and I want to just help this organization as best as I can. Um 
yeah, last year was good, but I still think that there's people that, you know, doubting and, you know, I only played six teams or, you know, it was a fluke year. So I, I still got to go down there and, and keep proving to other people that uh, I belong and I can play uh, at the highest level. What do, you, what's, what do you like about the American League and what do you like better about the National League Hockey League? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, it's. I think this is just where I've, I've dreamed of playing is the yeah. NHL, right? As a kid, you wake up, and I'd always turn on SportsCenter and watch the highlights and, and wanted to be there. So I think it's just kind of I'm starting to hopefully live that dream, and it's awesome. It's interesting when you think about the American League, and, you know, Gary spent a lot of years covering the AHL. I spent five years in, in Providence in the American League and a couple of years in the coast. There, It's um, – it's just so much different, right? You know, the times on the buses, you, you're together all the I, – I, what I remember is you seem to be together all the time. Long bus rides, the team meals, in the hotel. Um, but there was kind of a, you know, a camaraderie, I think, that's formed about that, right? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely around the guys a lot more. Yeah. Uh, you're sharing – you have roommates in the hotel rooms and you're on the bus together, right? You don't – it's not like kind of up here. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's good because, I mean – we're a lot younger down there, right? So I think it helps us mature and um, become more family and learn how to be good teammates. Uh, I definitely think that helps you take the next step um, coming to the NHL. So you work on your game now, and you mentioned Mike Rosati does a great job with all the goaltenders. Um, what do you what do you work on? If you had a hit list, what are you still trying to improve on a day-to-day basis? Stopping the puck. <laughs> uh, the basics of the position. Yeah. 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 That, but not, technically, do you? Just, you just know? staying bigger. Um, I think, you know, that I can get a little low sometimes, and that's always been a part of my game is I get a little aggressive and, and get get low. So I think we're just trying to take that away. You know, I'm a pretty tall guy, so just use that more to my advantage. You're comfortable handling the puck. Uh, is that something you've worked on? I'm comfortable? Yeah. No. No, are you comfortable? Are you, Was I? you seem comfortable. You are oh, comfortable. Oh, I watched yeah. you last <laughs> night. You made two great plays with the puck, kind of looked off the D and, uh, oh. and and made good back end, looked off the forward and made good backhand passes to your yeah. uh, to your D partner. Yeah, I felt comfortable. I've always been really scared of playing the puck, so I was just kind of go out there and, and just doing it, and it was kind of working out for me. I guess if you're comfortable, you know, like Marty Brodeur, Eddie Bell, it looked like there's nothing to it. Yeah. But if it's not second nature, I would imagine the fear is, oh, no. No, you it's, go back there and, it's intimidating, yeah, yeah, for sure, especially when it's your second game. You don't want to mess up. No. So no. Give them no. a freebie. Not at all. Well, Logan, this has been uh, – uh, great visit with you. Congratulations again. That's uh, just awesome stuff uh, last night and continued success here along the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you Thanks, Logan. All right, Logan Thompson joining us from the Vegas Golden Knights. Picked up his first win in the NHL last night in San Jose. Dave Gosher along with Gary Lawless. Lots more to come. We're going to get into a little bit of uh, what Pete DeBoer had to say in his mo- uh, morning uh, press briefing uh, earlier today on the threshold of a big milestone in the career win department. That's after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Great to have you with us here, the Golden Knights. A little break in their schedule. It's kind of been how their schedule has gone in the month of February, but as we said, they'll more than make up for that in March and April. They'll play 29 games in 60 days. Dave Gosher with Gary Lawless. Great to have you with us on this President's Day Monday. A reminder for you that you could be one of the first to join the Vegas Nighthawks family. Secure your seat selection priority today by placing a refundable $20 deposit at nighthawksfootball.com. Full season membership will start at just 10 bucks per ticket per game. 
at the Dollar Loan Center, opening soon, located in Henderson. Great to have a little visit with uh, with Logan Thompson. He has uh, more than paid his dues. And, uh, oh, yeah. Said about 100, 100-ish texts last yeah. night from family, friends, the whole nine yards. Great stuff. Great. So seventh goaltender ever, right, for the Golden Knights to win a game. Flurry, Subban, Leonard, Dansk, Legacy. There's one more in there. Brossois. And uh, the Brossois fellow. Yep. He's Dylan Ferguson never got a win? Nope. 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 Nothing yet for Dylan Ferguson. That's right. He played in Edmonton. I yeah. believe it was Edmonton. And First got, year. And they got shelled. Uh, I think yeah. he, did he start or did he just come he in? He came in, yeah. mop-up duty, third That's period. That's right. That's right. Because I can remember we went in to interview him after the game, and he had this, you know, it was really quiet in the in the dressing room. And then everybody was gone except for Pierre-Edouard Belmar and Dylan. And we, we're about to start interviewing Dylan, and he's not smiling. He's all dour. And then <laughs> Belmar walks up and says, Fergie. You're allowed to smile. You just played in your first game. Okay, enjoy it. That's and then great. the smile broke onto his face, and it was a good little good little moment. Yeah, he was the fifth of the five they used in that first yeah, year. Five, five yeah. in yeah. a month and a half. Yeah, right. So uh, that was surreal. It was nuts. You know, yeah. Flurry got hurt against Detroit. Got need in the head by Anthony Mantha. Right, yeah. and a yeah. break to the net. Missed two months. Yeah. We know and the then rest. Subban of the story. gets hurt a couple yeah. games later. Dance comes in, he gets hurt, and like I always unreal. recall, like uh, Maxime Legacy, those games that he won were very important. He helped. I think he had eight wins. I could, it seems sixteen points sticks out to me. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that he helped the team collect. You take those sixteen points out, and uh, you know they're barely a playoff team yeah. instead of a division. Uh, Division champion. All right, let's hold on there, lawman. Everything's at the uh, at our fingertips these days. Sure. So Max Legacy, uh, that first year, uh, he went six, seven, and one. So that's thirteen points. Thirteen anyways. points. Yeah, Sorry. which yeah, is not insignificant. Close. Thirteen yeah. is. Yeah, it, the whole thing could have gone down yeah. the tubes, right? Yeah. When you when you think about it. <laughs> remember, we were in Dallas. It was the father's trip? I can remember. Flurry showed up in Nashville. We hadn't seen him, and then we're, oh, that's we're right. at the bar in that's Nashville. Right. And Shockingly. It's fa- the father's trip, so uh, uh, the guys go out that night, and uh, they're because they normally don't. You don't see them out at those places on the road any, anymore. Not not, not in today's NHL, anyways. And not the night before. No, yeah, right? exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah. there he was standing there and uh, had a smile on his face. And then So Subban won in the shootout in Nashville, and then Legacy played the next night in Dallas and won and liter- and then like literally you know we're st- we interview him and then uh someone says hey, you got Kelly you got to go talk to Kelly and he goes talks to Kelly McCrimmon and then we get the you know the announcement he's been sent to Chicago reassigned to Chicago yeah. it's a cold game sometimes yeah and he from that from that day forward right yeah he played one game with Vegas yeah 18 19 he played one game in year 2 that was it had a good yeah. one with Chicago Wolves yeah. and the whole 9 yards but uh yeah, now with uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay slash Syracuse. A couple yeah. games with Tampa this year. Yeah. but uh, So I mentioned Pete DeBoer, Gary, and I didn't know this until it was brought up this morning. Sitting on 499 career wins as an NHL head coach. Um, also closing in on 1,000 wins, uh, a bigger part, 1,000 games. 1,000 games coached in the league. He's at 984 right now. You know, we talk a lot about players and others paying their dues. Pete DeBoer coached 13 years in the Ontario Hockey yeah. League. 
Detroit Whalers, Plymouth Whalers, and the Kitchener Rangers before breaking through. His first job was uh, was with the Florida Panthers, and he was asked about it this morning, and he just said, you know what? I asked him, what do you remember about your first win? He, said, he goes, I don't remember yeah. the first win. So I, I said, well, you can, you can look up anything these days. And they, they blew out the Islanders 6 nothing in his NHL debut. But he was saying that it wasn't until November into December they picked up points in like 9 of 10. And that's when he started to click, okay, we're playing the right way. We're getting results. We're doing the things that you need to be to uh, need to do to be successful. But uh, what a run it's been for him. You know, you think about Florida, New Jersey, San Jose, and obviously now Vegas. Uh, his next win, which could come as early as Friday in Arizona, would be 500 in the NHL. Yeah, he will tie Hector Toe Blake in uh, in wins if he gets that next win. The one area he's not going to catch Toe in for a while would be the eight Stanley Cups. Toe was second only to Scotty Bowman, who has the nine. Toe, of course, won all of them with Montreal. Scotty won uh, a bunch with Montreal, a couple in Detroit, and a couple in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So uh, um, that's uh, pretty fascinating stuff. Scotty would probably tell you that he's won 11 cups because he's got rings yeah. from his consultant role with the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Why not? When his son Stan was the general manager yeah. there. Yeah. The uh, Pete had an interesting, I, I thought, an interesting angle on this this morning. He said, you know, when he – when he first came into the league, so it would have been he got hired in June of 08 by the Florida Panthers, and 08, you know, fall of 08, October of 08 would have been his first season. He said coaching in the league at that point, they were just kind of moving away from kind of the Mike Keenan sort of dictatorship. Doing and doing everything yourself. Yeah, but, you know, like literally this is how it's going to be. It's going to be yeah. 95% what I say and 5% what the coaches play. He said by the time Pete got started in 08, it was probably 75% of dictatorship. He said, now it's 50-50. It's a partnership. Yeah, it's yeah. a partnership. And he said he likes it more this way because he thought in the old days it was, there were always walls up. Yeah. You know, you never really – you knew your players as players. You never really got to know them as people. Uh, but he said that's the – I think he feels one of the best things that has developed over the years, to use your word, Gary, a partnership. But also it's much more of a – uh, of a, we're all in this together, and other ideas and opinions are welcomed, and it's been a, a, a kind of a, a huge change over the last 10, 15 years in that area. Yeah, still a young man. Uh, yeah, 53 or 54, I think. I think 53. I think he's right age. now. Yeah. And uh, so at 500, you know, could he win another 200 games? Yeah, probably quite easily, which would get him up into the, you know, to where Peter Laviolette is right now. Pete's going to keep winning, of course. Elaine Vigneault is at seven one, seven oh one, but like it would get him right up into the uh up into the top ten. And at certain some point in time, uh the higher you get there, you start you know, you start to become uh a Hall of Fame candidate. Like there's uh you'd like to win a cup. That's something that uh that certainly helps uh, in that in that pursuit. But uh yeah, that that's uh 500, a big mark for Pete DeBoer. Yeah, terrific. He's, uh, Pete's 53, but 54 uh, coming up in the middle of June. Uh, one other thing that stuck out to me from the press availability earlier today, he said more than anything right now, the priority for the coaching staff is to get into March and April healthy, refreshed, and ready to go because their schedule is unrelenting once you hit the 1st of March. Yeah, and – you want to peak at the right time. And, that, you know, that's kind of, you know, Vegas, obviously, two two really good rounds last year beating uh, beating Minnesota and Colorado. They were playing they were playing good hockey at the right time. 
you know, I, I think they, you know, you go back to year one, the third round, if that had been the Stanley Cup, the way they were playing when they played Winnipeg, they might have had a chance to, to knock out Washington. They, they, they had such success. Swept L.A., had a long break. Five games against, six games against San, six Jose, against San Jose. Had yeah. a bit of a break. Five games against Winnipeg, had another break. By the time they got to, to that opener against Washington, they 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 had gone stale. They'd lost their they had lost their edge. I think that was uh, listen. I'm not taking anything from Washington. They were really good, but they were firing like Washington. The way their power play was playing, Kuznetsov came back and Holtby was 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 as sharp as we've ever seen him. Everything was going perfectly, and you want to peak at the right time and not uh, and be able to sustain it throughout the playoffs. Well, he, Pete made the point the other day, look, we've seen in in times past that winning the President's Trophy doesn't, no, if anything, it'd be nothing. the kiss of death, right? Yeah. I, I, so I, I was taking a look at it. The last team to win the President's Trophy and win the Stanley Cup in a shortened season was the 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, Golden Knights coming up this week. They'll be in Arizona Friday. They'll be back here against the aforementioned Colorado Avalanche on Saturday. You can uh, always pick up the games, of course, Dan and Gary on Fox Sports Las Vegas. uh, myself, along with going to be Darren Elliott this weekend nice. on TV. Good addition. My normal partner, Shane Knight, he's going to have a little uh, little midseason surgery. He'll miss a couple of games, but uh, he'll be back before we know it. Thanks for tuning in on this Monday. Thanks to Logan Thompson for joining us as well on Fox Sports Las Vegas.